Hi there, this is Pat McDonald back with you with Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. I'm filling in for, um, who am I filling in for? Kevin Ellis, who is who knows where, but we miss him. So come on back, Kevin. Anyway, my guest today is Chief Don Stevens, who's the chief of the Nolhegan Band of the Cusack Abenaki region. I'm getting good at pronouncing all this, Don. Don's been on the show several times before, and I had him on couple of weeks before, because we were talking about that amazing mural in the Transportation Center in Montpelier that uh, eight Abenaki artists were invited to paint this unbelievable mural. I'm actually, when you come on my TV show, I'm going to use it as the background um, when they use that green screen. So I have, I have that all set up. But anyway, um, when that show was finished, all of a sudden I get in my, uh, my email, I get an article that says, a fake narrative, Abenaki leaders dispute the legitimacy of Vermont's state-recognized tribes. Don had sent it to me, so I got on the phone, and Don is joining us today to talk about this. But first, I'd like you to talk about the four recognized bands here in Vermont, who they are, and a little bit about them, so people have a sense of the the uh, group we're talking about here. Sure. Um Hello, friends. Hello, Pat. Um, the four tribes basically in Vermont are the Massisquoi, um, which are mostly in Franklin County. They're one of the largest tribes in Vermont. Uh, Nolhegan is probably the second largest, uh, or at least on par with Massisquoi. We're mostly in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont. And uh, then you've got the Coasuk of the Coas, who are kind of in the Thetford, um, Braintree, mm. Orange County, and then the El Nu, um, which are in the southern part of the state. Uh, yeah, we're place-based people. So if you think about, um, we lived among our watersheds. So Massisquoi's place of the flint, Nolhegan place of the wooden traps, and Coasuk mean little pine people, and El Nu means the people. So. I've been pronouncing Coasuk wrong. <laughs> you should have corrected me, Coasuk. You know, potato, potato. Yeah, I know, so. I know, but it's important. People like to be called by their names as they pronounce yeah. them. Um, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So they and you have so much support, the Abenakis here in Vermont. Um, the governor signed a um, proclamation the, uh, during the May first and second Abenaki Recognition and Heritage Week, uh, recognizing the four tribes, and I'm sure that was a very important event. Yeah, and the governor just did another proclamation uh, celebrating Native American Month. November, oh, right, Native American right. Month. Um, we have a lot of support. I mean, it wasn't always that way. I mean, as as uh, people point to, oh, the state of Vermont um, fought against um, the recognition process with the federal government. Well, you have to understand, first, that was the Masiskoi tribe who applied. Not every Abenaki tribe applied. Oh. That was only the Masiskoi tribe who applied. And at that time, you have to think, if you're federally recognized, you were on the same par as the state. So that became a threat to hmm. the state. So as soon as that threat was dissipated, um, they were able to try to thwart that at the state level. Um, then they embraced it because then hmm. if they recognized us, then we could, um, we still fell under the state. 
right. so they still had control. Right. Um, well, but they've been wonderful for us, and and they realize the culture is important. We've always been here, and um, um, yeah, we have a lot of support yeah. from the state and, and from and the legislature as well because they've done quite a few um, proclamations and uh, yep. things like that, and have allowed. Let's see, uh, there's free hunting and fishing licenses, some property tax exemptions. And you also qualify for federal benefits, and I think the biggest one is that any of the arts and crafts that you make can be sold as Indian produced. Yeah, that was that's a, a big one, I think. That was the whole reason why um, the recognition process started was because if it's the 1990 um, Indian Arts and Crafts Act, you have to be a citizen of a state or federally recognized tribe in order to sell your things as native. Right. And th- and there's not a lot of artists in Vermont um, or with the Abenaki community, but it was important to protect them to say, let's celebrate who we are. And in order to sell it, you had to be a citizen of a tribe. So it was all based on cultural purposes. So that's, that's the reason. When it says federal benefits, we don't get anything federally for just being Indian. I mean, you know, our nonprofits might apply for grants and other things, but we don't get paid to be Indian and we don't (laughs) get any federal benefits um, in that aspect. Could you talk a little bit about the recognition process itself? Because then we'll get into the issue at hand here with the Canadian (laughs) tribe. Yeah. um, Recognition, people don't really understand. First, it's it's horrible that we're the only race of people that have to get a approval from a European government to say who we are, you know, whether it be on a federal level or state level that, right. you know, we have to get their permission to be who we are, right? I mean, that's just to be a legal Indian, whatever that means, right? right. I mean, we're always going to be Indian, but to be a legal Indian. Yep. If anybody knows about that process, I'm going to just concentrate on the state process because sure. that's the one we went through. Um, we went for recognition. Um, well, Missisquoi went in the 70s, and they were given recognition, um, and then Governor Snelling pulled it back the year after because it was only a governor proclamation. So, he ah. could, so, so when it was given, it could be pulled easily away. Right. Um, so. After that, of course, that's when they applied for federal recognition, because if the state wasn't going to recognize right. them, they were going to go for federal. In our case, um, we started applying for recognition, and we got minority status in 2006. So Abenaki got minority status, but they it didn't help with the Indian Arts and Crafts Act because we weren't a citizen of a state tribe. Right. Because right? they didn't recognize tribes yet. So we went through those processes for years. And in 2010, they created nine criteria or a process to follow in order to make a standardized um, criteria to right. get recognized. In 2011, Nulhegan and El Nu were the first tribes to actually accomplish that. Cool. Um, and in 2012, Koa Part of that process was the Department of Historic Preservation would get scholars to review the application processes. So there'd be at least three three scholars that would review not only your the nine criteria, but also genealogy, because that was a separate packet. So they would review those, put in a recommendation. The commission would only recommend or reject um, that application. Huh. And then that would go to the legislators to take up. If you know anything about passing a bill... I do. 
<laughs> it has to go into uh, it has to get a bill number. It has to go into committee. There's three public hearings or so where people can say yes, you are, or no, you're not, and then it goes to the out of committee onto the floor to be voted. Then it goes to the other chamber, and the whole process starts over again. And then the AG reviews it, and then the governor has to sign off on it. Correct. And that's a long process. At any time during that period, they thought we weren't who we are. Yeah. They would have rejected it and tossed it out like they do any other bill. Well. Um, so we've had pretty overwhelming support. And to, to show that the process was legitimate, there was one tribe that applied that did not make it. Oh, no kidding. Did I didn't not, know that. Yes, there was one tribe, um, one of the Kosok tribes in Thetford. Unfortunately, we recognized them, but the state, they put in the process and they weren't recognized. Because one of the criteria I read about is if uh, a, a tribe is recognized by other tribes, that's in in what I read, that that's one of the the um, things to look out for recognition. That that if the if the other tribes don't recognize you, why would the state? But you just said that you recognize this tribe. That's interesting that they didn't. Uh, well, because there's nine criteria, uh, and they right, didn't so, meet all right, nine all criteria. Nine. Right. So um, we recognize them. They recognize us. There are people that recognize us. There's the Willista Cooks. There's uh, there's many native tribes. Here in Vermont? Well, no, it was because oh, they're outside of Vermont. Oh, okay. Oh. So it doesn't always have to be within Vermont. Right. Um, but we are recognized by people outside of Vermont as Indian tribes, and we recognize others as Indian tribes. Interesting. And the four, obviously, tribes have worked together and recognize each other because we've been here. So it, a tribe gets recognized. How about do you have to prove to... In, to be an Abenaki, because you've traced your lineage back almost to the eugenics period, which is something I, I don't even want to talk about on the on the state. It's just unbelievable. But you've traced your mom all the way back, and so do individual tribe members have to prove their lineage? Well, the way it works in both federal and state law is that um, you have to prove the tribal. Um, identity to a federal or state government. That includes genealogy and other things, right? Okay. But because you are a sovereign tribe, each tribe gets to determine their own citizenship. Well, that just makes like, sense. Just like the Cherokee, when they um, when they recognized the freemen, you know, and they had, there was that big dispute right. about them trying to remove the freemen, and and then they, I the, remember the that. Cherokee, How old am I? In the Cherokee Supreme Court, reaffirmed that people who descended from slaves were still Cherokee because they were part of the community. Right. So. Um, the tribes determine their own citizenship, and yes, we do have a criteria that we ha- that we ask our citizens to meet as well. Don, the reason that we are here, I was doing some research that uh, talked about an issue that's been simmering for quite a while, and it kind of came to a boiling point when UVM hosted an event where they invited the Odenak Abenakis from Canada to appear on a panel to question the legitimacy of Vermont's recognized Abenaki tribes. What the heck? Yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate because, I mean, here we are in a in a month that's supposed to be peace on earth and goodwill, right? right? And uh, unfortunately, people 
have their own purposes for attacking others, um, which is we're all this, we're all people, we're all Al Nomba, right? Uh, UVM, it, it was specifically um, individuals at UVM. It wasn't the entire institution right, because. Right. The institution has put out saying that they recognize us. Uh, they haven't been really vocal about it, but they have posted certain things saying that that they recognize uh, the fact that we are recognized in the state of Vermont. Right. Um, but unfortunately, they were the ones carrying out the eugenics. And I worked with Tom Sullivan to do the apology um, for the Abenaki people. Right. So what we're seeing is that uh, we're kind of a little baffled as well. We can only go on what Odenak has published. Uh, they have stated many times that they want recognition in the United States, and they also want land claims. And the way Vermont has been so friendly to the Abenaki people, which is the way they should be, right? Um, that we have gained certain um, benefits in working with the state. And uh, in order, if, if Odenak wanted to take the state of Vermont to court, federal court, for a land claim, they can't do it while we exist because Vermont would say, well, this is Vermont Abenaki territory, not right. yours. You're right. in Canada. You're a foreign entity in a foreign country. And you're not even to have standing in the United States, for right. God's sakes, as a as an Indian tribe. So, um, you know, it w- this is the home of the Vermont Abenaki. So because the legislators have been so supportive of us, they're trying to push the public and other institutions to, to force the the legislators to right. take it up. A grassroots and, and effort. I've never known anybody who would want a foreign entity in a foreign country to determine Vermont or U.S. politics or legislative processes. That's why they had the American Re- Revolution. Right. They didn't want to be overruled or told what to do by the British. Right. right. And uh, if we're going to let everybody influence Vermont and U.S. policy, then um, uh, as a vet, that's offensive to me because right. I fought to protect and defend the citizens okay. and the Constitution of this United States in order to um, be able to freely choose who I want to be and and who I am, right? Well, I, and and I, and I agree with you. You've got so much support here. Yeah. I can't imagine even thinking about reversing those decisions. I mean, that's just wrong. Well, in the Attorney General's office, along with the Department of Historic uh, Preservation, said there is no pathway right now to remove right. our recognition, right. right? But I think they're just trying to press the uh, the legislators or the public to make the legislators uh, try to change our status. And you think about it, the state apologized and promised never to do ethnocide ever again from the eugenics, right? Because right. that was a cultural killing and, a, and genocide and other right. things. They promised in their apology never to do ethnocide ever again. So... That's why this, the state has been supportive because they understand that these are foreign entities in a foreign right. country and also that they do not want to tear down or kill um, native people in the state of Vermont. We work too hard to uplift right. people and to create ethnocide or, or any of that sort of racism, identity politics is really not something the state really wants to be involved in. 
Well, they, um, and I'm speaking about UVM again, uh, and you mentioned that, that the provost did apologize, and there were some articles that I read that the, the Abenaki children who went there were starting to feel unsafe, very similar to what's happening here now, which is unbelievable with the Jewish kids, and um, it's just yeah. unbelievable how people do stuff like that. I don't understand. Well, look at what happened to the Palestinian people walking down the street of Burlington. Exactly. And Shocking. Because they, we don't know what the motive or stuff was, but right. they were walking down the street. <clears throat> they were shot and killed, or not killed, but shot yeah, but injured. And, and injured um, for speaking their language and wearing um, yeah. their cultural clothing. In the United States of so, America. So, and we, you know, that's words matter. And that's why um, people should not be um, targeting people for their ethnicity right. or their identity. Well, then I read that about two months after this all happened, that UVM uh, put out another panel, and the title, which is very long, Indigenous Sovereignty, Race Shifting, and University Responsibility, which was another panel which sort of, uh, when talking about race shifting, um, I can't even imagine what that panel was discussing. Well, it goes back to the whole propaganda thing. Um, the, the professor who was promoting this on behalf of Odenak has a relationship with them in Canada. And um, uh, so, so he's providing a platform under academic freedom, right? That whole word, academic right. freedom, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of the press. Right. So people can do or say almost anything they want and be covered under that. So that's why the, the administration of UVM hasn't really been able to do a lot um, because they say academic freedom. Right. But yet they canceled the Palestinian speaker who was coming over, right? So exactly. I don't know where that line is. Yeah. You'd have to talk to them well, about that. The Odenak uh, were even talking about if there's any reparation to the Abenaki that that they want that money to go to the real Abenaki, who they consider is are the. I'm saying English wrong. They consider them as being the real Abenaki. Well, you see what? Look, Nolhegan is about working with Middlebury College to preserve language. Right. We are working with the Congress and others to preserve cultural historic objects in our culture. We are working on food programs. We are working on our health care. They are working on money. Right, exactly. Odenak is after money. They're talking about reparations when they've even said that they were not even affected by the eugenics program, that they right. all left by the 1800s. Right. Well, and they want your land, too, don't right. they? Well, and that's what I'm saying is land is really not really owned it's a stewardship thing right but we use those resources but in european worlds you have to have a deed right so if they can if they can capitalize on it that's money power and resources has nothing to do with culture language uh, or anything that's uplifting feeding people right um it's all got to do with taking what we have Yep. For their that's own. Exactly. And that's it's always about money, that isn't That is it? not a native concept. Right. So, Don, we have Don there. I can make get those names right. Don from Elmore's on the uh, wire. Go ahead, Don. You're on the air. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. How are you? It's not just Palestinians in Burlington these days. It's anyone. Right. Yep. It was, used to be we would see no more than one or two murders in Vermont in a year. Yep. Now... It's more than weekly, and an awful lot of them are in Burlington, 
and we're going to see that, too, as long as I'm hearing from state prosecutors that the judges are being told by the legislature not to put people in prison because we haven't got enough room for them. Catch and release. That doesn't cut the mustard. Right. I, I, you are speaking to the choir, Don. Yeah, and people should be... Well, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know what to do to change that legislature, but it's amazing to me that a governor with an 83% popularity rating can't get the people that vote for him to vote these turkeys in the legislature out and put some support in there for him. Right. Well, that was in in that poll we were talking about before. 70% of the people said that that they understood and knew the the bills and politics and what's happening, and I'm like, no, they don't. Well, see, in the old days, in the old days, people were judged by their deeds. Oh. How do I treat you? How do you treat me? What is your integrity and your your commitment? Right. Like your word is your bond thing. Right. And and now people are being um, judged by not by how they are as a person or working and what they do. They're being judged by identity. They're being judged by propaganda. Right. They're being they're being lumped in together as somehow um, you're less than someone else, so you have to be dealt with. Right. And that's that's what we're seeing, and that's yeah. a problem. That's yeah, a problem. Don. Thanks for bringing that issue up. I think that's another whole show. What the heck is happening here? Um, and I know I, I was talking to uh, Ben Kinsley uh, the hour before, and he lives in Burlington. And you think twice about going out to get that that bread or butter that you need and go downtown. You think well, you think about it. Well, think about it. The eugenics started from people thinking that we weren't worthy enough to breed, right? Or be, or we weren't good enough or second-class citizens to be part of the good Yankee stock. So if you look at what's happening now, those same mindsets are coming back around that it's a protectionism and we, and, and people can't be who they are that if they don't, people don't feel that you are worthy or you are somehow threatening or dangerous to somebody else, then they're going to deal with that uh, in a societal right, way right. so they can make it acceptable. Right. And it's not acceptable. And same thing with the truth. If they say that something's fake or false enough, then maybe that becomes true, right. right? So that's that's a dangerous precedent when things, like I have already shown that I am indigenous, that I do have Indian heritage. That's in the eugenics. Even APTN in Canada had reported the editor saying they did my genealogy. I do have native right. ancestry. Right. So, so how can people say that I have none and that I don't, you know, anyway, if they say it enough, will that become true? No. Right. But but they're trying to convince people that somehow I'm not indigenous, which is not the case. Right. I was talking before the break about Fred Weissman, whom you know. He's a professor. And I said UVM, but he's really Johnson. He used, but, to, he used to work at uh, Johnson State College right. and retired from there. And he did Abenaki studies, correct? That was I think his, his, he had Native American yeah. studies is what he taught. Well, yeah. he was talking about people finding their, their background and tracking their lineage. And he said that uh, a lot of in periods of time, people didn't talk about being Abenaki be, because it wasn't something you ran around talking about. Um, I'm assuming there was some reaction from other folks. And he said that they would teach them anyway the indigenous indigenous cultural practices, um, but they wouldn't say that it came from um, their past and their traditions. And he referred to that as operational native rather than identity native, which is very interesting discussion. And I, I don't know if you've heard of him talking about that, but I... 
I thought it was pretty cool. Well, I can't, excuse me, I can't speak for Fred. Only Fred can speak for himself. But um, there was a lot of identity when people say, even Odeck, well, we didn't hide. Well, they were tours. They came down and sold baskets, and then they went home. I mean, you know, who doesn't like people to come down? Right. And, and, you know, that's, that's why fairs are popular, right? <laughs> exactly. People come down to, to, to enjoy it. They don't want the carnies living in the backyard, but right. they want the fairs and they go home. When I, when this happens, um, like, I'll, I'll just talk about my family. My family were the Phillipses. We were known as gypsies. They didn't, hmm. you gotta think, at that time, there was a lot of, um, um, Wild West shows. They were still attacking people out on Wounded Knee. They were doing. Oh, wow. They were doing a lot of stuff still with Native things weren't popular, right, right? right? I mean, there was still a movement against Native people. So they morphed into being gypsies. They traveled around. If you look at some of the old newspaper re- reports that are not so great, but there was like 75 gypsies traveling with 35 bands of horses and wagons wow. through the town, through Ludlow and stuff. Right. And they would be met on the road to be ushered through, you know, but they would, people would buy their baskets and they would do cool. fortune telling. Yep. So, you know, they didn't, the identity, they didn't, you know, there was even one account where the police tried to uh, uh, arrest someone and said that they were um, they were yelling to the chief to uh, and they were speaking in their their native Uh-oh. gypsy tongue, uh, right? Which is the, right, the, our language, right? right? So um, <clears throat> so we were Indian. We were traveling in family bands. That's right. our history. But they would they would call us gypsies, wow, they, because there were no Indians. Yeah, right. right. So, they don't allow Indians. Um, and then and then. Because we have been documented also as having Indian blood and also in the eugenics, they would call us the gypsy or the Indian gypsies. Right. We were still, we were still living in our traditional way of traveling from place to place, right. selling baskets, horses, and doing native things, which is you are living that operational right. thing of right. being a native person, but you weren't saying, Hey, <clears throat> like my grandmother who changed her name from uh, Lillian May to Pauline to Delia because of the eugenics, right? Wow. Trying to avoid it. You wouldn't say, Hey, I'm over here. Um, please, please come right. over here because right. I want to be sterilized. And that's even me today. Do you think I want to wake up every morning and say, Hey, I'd like to be hated today. Hey, I want to be called fake. Hey, I want to be called, uh, whatever. I'm like, I'm Don who happens to be chief of a tribe, who are doing nothing but trying to feed their people through right. food programs to have better health for our right. people who have chronic diseases and to try to you know, preserve our culture and save our language. What's wrong with that? Right. Right. And like I was telling you before, <clears throat> I actually, I was a director of IT in my former life. I took a cut and paid because the people needed us. Yeah. So that wasn't a smart business move, but it was the right thing to do to help our people. So when people say you're trying to make money or doing all this, this we don't have any renewable resources to to, you know, to sell, to make money. Mm-hmm. We don't have casinos. We don't have any of these things. We rely on grants and donations. <clears throat> and uh, like I said, we are, I, I actually personally am affected every day 
because of this, all of this stuff. But also, um, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're working for a nonprofit that lives off grants and, and that's not secure. Right. Oh, I've, I've actually right. been there in state government where right. I needed to bring in grants. Right. But I was a director of IT yeah. who had a wow. great job until I, uh, until I retired. But guess what? I approached my wife and said, Hey, I got a great idea. Right. Why don't I take a cut and pay yeah. and get rid of my, uh, my, uh, my secure job to, uh, to live off grants and, and to uh, be a focal point to help our people. And she said, as long as it doesn't affect my retirement, you're good. There you go. And, uh, well, good so her. anyway, I'm just saying is we're not doing this for any reason other than the love of our people, our culture, and to try to make sure that we are helping to uplift one of the most vulnerable populations in Vermont. And, you know, you look around Vermont and you mentioned Middlebury College. There is an actual course where you get credits for learning the Abenaki um, language. I had the teacher of that. I forget his name. Jesse Bruchak. Right. He came on the show about a year ago. So interesting. And he did a lot of it in Abenaki. And he said there's standing room only for that. It's filled every time he opens it up. And there's people waiting to get in because they're so curious. Well, there was like six fluent speakers in the world when I this is back 13 years ago when I became chief or so. Right. Um, uh, There wasn't that many fluent speakers left and a lot of them were dying. Right. And um, um you know, we made a conscious effort to make sure that the language was preserved. Jesse Bruchak learned the language. He taught his kids the language. And we approached Middlebury College saying, you are a world-class language program. Right. Would right. you help us preserve and protect the language? And they agreed. And they did a pilot program, which was successful. Right. And then they've done it for three years now. And they have, they've turned some people away because it's such a waiting yep. list right. that it became now a core program. It's now one of the oh, core excellent. language programs. It's in the summer, immersion yeah. programs. I was going to say, it is totally immersion. <clears throat> so is. you walk on there and forget the yeah. English language. It goes out the right. door. And think about it. Language is tribal agnostic. It don't matter what tribe you belong to. It's all. It's the language. Oh. Right? Don't matter if you're Odenac. Don't matter if you're Nolhegan or Missisquoi. Interesting. It, there's the no, there's no the separate. Same. Oh, cool. So it doesn't matter. That's what I keep saying is that we're trying to preserve the language because it's important not to get lost again. Right. You know, not that it was ever lost, but it was, it was diminishing. Yep. And, you know, we had people from Odenac even actually attend those classes. Um, and especially in the beginning to learn nice. some of the language themselves. Um, and, you know, there are people that we learn from, they learn from us. So it's not really the citizens, Odenac citizens. We have no problem with Odenac citizens. They're another tribe to us, just like right. Missisquoi or El Nu. It's, it's the leadership that's trying to cause their issues for their own purposes. Well, and you can track that the uh, Abenaki moved through, some of them moved through Vermont and went to Canada. They chose to stay there, and then the Odenac tribe... Um, existed there in Canada, but it was from people traveling, you know, north through north north through North America and and going to Canada. So th- they're a whole separate deal. Well, yeah, and you have to understand. Uh, I mean, even some of the tribes, like the like the um, some of the Kohasuk, uh actually. Um, they, they've been at war with Odenak and others. Oh, really? For many years. Oh. Uh, uh, way back when, even in the beginning of times when oh. Rogers Rangers and all that. Oh my, that's involved. going back a ways. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> just like, uh, 
tribes have always had family disputes. Right, sure. Right, because, you know, historically there are many tribes in Vermont uh, and New Hampshire, Abenaki tribes, probably 20. Yeah. Right, there's there's many today. There's, there's six uh, that are recognized, and there's at least three that are not. Interesting. Right? So, well, when I say recognized by European governments, they're recognized by us. Right. Right, but I'm talking about in general. So people were fluid. If you think of the times, if this was all new France at one point, we have French and British fighting right, right. over things. And and when the French and Indian War were done, Odenak was still in French territory. They're going to be treated better than someone's on the British side now. Right, exactly. Right, because we're on the they wrong side. They picked the right side back then. Well, I'm just saying yeah. is they didn't have to move or do anything. Right. They were already there. So you see Native people traveling back and forth across the border, especially look at the War of 1812. Do you think we wanted to hang out? Um, you know, or, or during the, during the, um, when, when Native people are being forced west oh, or, right. or even being, um, uh, you know, I don't want to say hunted or trying to be removed, you would disperse. You would still be here, right? We never gave up our homeland. Right. But people would still travel. Right. They'd go where it's safe. They'd come back. Sure, why not? And they were nomadic. Um, when I say semi-nomadic, moving from them and they traded and and they saw relatives and no no different than you do today. Yeah. Thank you, John. That's, that's so interesting. It's fascinating. We're here to talk about uh, some action happening with a Canadian tribe um, that is uh, challenging the Vermont tribe's authenticity, I guess is the right word. I don't know. And um, it's just something that's just so bizarre. But uh, since they've been recognized by... And you've gotten some letters and recognition from our congressional delegation, Peter Welch. I read that as well. So everybody's supporting the tribe. So yeah. what are they doing? The Odin is it Odinac? Yeah. Well, yeah. all of the congressional delegation has supported us right. and given us letters. And you know, yeah, they, that's they're that's why I said the federal government and the state government have been wonderful. They have been supporting. They don't want to get caught up in identity politics. They don't want to get caught up on the. You know, having to do ethnocide or any of those things. And again, putting it into context, they do not want to be told what to do by a foreign entity living in a foreign country outside of the state of Vermont. And people have to realize that if they're letting people from outside of this country influence the United States or Vermont, uh, how we treat our own citizens, that is just wrong. I don't care how you look at it. It's just wrong. I think they gave themselves away when they talk about reparation and that the money should go to, quote, real Abenaki. Well, it's about money. They got got money up north uh, when the Canadian government settled with them for reparations. And uh, they heard reparations down here and they thought of money. Well, they don't understand. Not everything is about money. And I doubt people are going to pay a bunch of money to to people affected. They they might be something else, but I doubt it's going to be money. I, I agree with you. I can't imagine anything. This will go very far. They may try, but they should back off a little bit. I have to say, I have uh, had Don on my show and even on my TV show 
quite a few times. And at the ceremony for the uh, mural, there were quite a few folks from the uh, tribe there. A lot of children, which I thought, I just loved watching the kids. They they knew all of the dance movements. They knew the songs. Um, and you could tell how proud they were. Mm-hmm. And and that was great to watch them play the play the drums and right last time i said beat the drums and don put me straight about that one yeah yeah we don't beat a drums a woman uh inherently the heartbeat of mother earth and we don't beat yep I, so, we, so we play or we drum see i learned <clears throat> i did pay attention they yeah. play the drums but anyway what i was the kids are everything without they they are the future of our people whether you're indigenous or not they are your next generation who carry on the culture the legacy and you want them to be proud of who they are right you don't want them to be ashamed of being who they are because right. then they're denying a piece of who the, of of themselves right we celebrate our children we want them to be proud it's awful hard when they're being attacked like when they were attacked at um UVM when they were right. playing the drum by right. these people that have come down to try to say we're not real and telling the kids they should be ashamed of themselves because um, they're somehow fake or something and that's those those are devastating for, for children sure. and why would you why would you want your children subjected to that and you know you see your children you know harassed in school all of this stuff that's happening is not good for our children it's not good for any child to to uh, and that goes back to the UVM students right would they were wanna, afraid. <clears throat> would you want to go to a class where they have said that you're not real or right. you're fake and you don't exist? You have to get grades from those people. Right. You have to, that, they might have a bearing on your, on your grade. If you surveyed UVM, they'll probably say there's nobody there that's Abenaki, wow. but we know there are. Right. Or there may be one or two. But it's, it's a hostile environment by putting your children in those places where those teachers are are saying that you're not who you are and that affects you emotionally mentally and also your grades and and your life right so it's it's not a good situation to be put in to have your children put in those situations no i totally agree there's so much of that going on now with the uh, jewish people and uh, it's just i don't understand what's the threat what are you worried about well that's what i'm saying we are no threat yeah <clears throat> the abenaki that's why vermont supported us right. in our recognition because we were no we were no longer a threat yep. they were celebrating our culture our heritage and our traditions and we weren't going to do anything that's going to affect vermont right. and we still can't. If you look at the statutes, we we can't do a land claim. We can't build casinos. We can't do anything that um, that is. We are restricted. Odenak is not. So that's what I'm saying. Is they're trying to get rid of us so they can take over what we have, and then the state of Vermont has no um, authority over them because oh, they're federally. They, well, they're in Canada. They're yep, federally, but right. they have no standing in in the U.S. Yep. So if they could get rid of us, and they took Vermont to court, like I said, uh, for federal court for a land claim or recognition, right. and they and they happen to get it. Vermont would they would not be able to control. Wow. Um, we wouldn't because, like that. Well, I'm just telling you the reality of it. Right. And they've said they want recognition, federal recognition, and they want land claims. The only way to do it is get rid of us yep. because they can't take the same territory that we already occupy unless we are eliminated. Right. Right. So they want to legally eliminate us. 
And the only way they can do that is through the legislative process. Mm, wow. And and they're trying to push the the public and other things to think that we're not real, so that they could have them do the dirty work for them. That's why I keep saying it's propaganda. Right. It's they keep saying we're fake and that. Somehow we're harming them and we're not real. We went through a legal process right. of getting vetted. Yeah. One of the, and like many other states have recognition and we have to go through a process. And we did pass that process. Right. We, yeah. we, we are Abenaki codified in law. It's not like something yeah. we just made up. Right. It's, I'm just saying is that. And you all work, pay taxes, join the military as you did. I mean, seriously. I, I, yeah, right. But that's what I keep saying is that people need to wake up and understand this isn't about social justice. It's not about culture. They're after money and reparations right. and land claims. And rec- and this is nothing to do with the cultural right. stuff. Wonderful. They might use that, but that's not their. That's not what they're looking well, for. Well, if they keep talking, it'll, it'll be real clear what they're after. Because the minute I saw that thing on reparations, I went, uh-oh. Yeah. I get it. It's all about money. There you go. You know, I have to... You've got to... Uh, listeners, the Abenaki um, food... Has become, um, you have a, you have a chef who, there's a couple of chefs in Vermont who specialize in Abenaki food. And I find it so fascinating. I've been trying to get the chef that was at the, uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to track, I'm going to track yeah. him down. Um, there's cookbooks. There's, I mean, it's all about coming from the earth. It's all healthy. It's, it's a fabulous um, way to live. And, and it's, yeah. it sounds at all, except for the use of garlic, which is what you do, but because um, everybody knows I'm allergic to garlic. But other than the garlic, the food sounds fabulous. Well, and I think you posted the link that we did yep. from Polar Productions that we did on foraging and wild foods and reconnecting to the yep. land. We need to get our citizens and our kids, if we want our kids to protect our planet, then they need to have an intimate relationship with the, right. with, um, the land and the earth. So we did a 13 uh, minute video was with great. Wild Foods. We sent it to your uh, radio station. Right. That people want to see it, they could go there or come to uh, our site, AbenakiTribe.org. And, yep. and uh, it's about reconnecting with the land, reconnecting to our food systems, our wild food systems, and to um, ask to, you know, creation to provide for us. All I can tell you is that these people are wonderful, um, and they deserve the recognition, and they are great citizens of the state of Vermont. Um, Don, uh, we have to end the show in just a minute. Um, I want to thank you. We're gonna, we're gonna, I am gonna put together a, a panel, my own panel, and we will talk about the Abenaki and all the great things you've done for the state. So thank you very much for coming on the show once again. This is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. See you soon. Bye. Thank you, Pat. Yeah.